Hello and welcome back to the Barstool Music UK's podcast, Safe Space. My name is Luke Knowles and on this podcast I go in-depth with some of the amazing unsigned and independent artists that I've discovered um, since starting all of this. We've had some great interviews so far, far and this week is no exception and hopefully I can talk my way normally through all of them. Um, but no, this time I'll be catching up with the brilliant local artist from the West Midlands that is Inez. Um, she's an amazing person, an amazing singer-songwriter. Her name will be familiar to regular Barstool listeners as she has been a guest on the Barstool Music Show on Switch Radio and I've also played practically every single one of her tracks um, at some point in time because she is just that good. Um, she's about to embark on her Hot Cross Hun tour which will take her all the way to Manchester, Liverpool, Halls, Sheffield, Birmingham, London. Um, I, th I think I've named them all there um, and I'm just really really excited to um, chat with her again and just catch up uh, from since we last spoke and as always before we jump into the interview here's a little taste of just what she can do And that was God's Little Punching Bag, which is the latest release from Inez and actually one of my, one of my favourites from her. So yes, without further ado, let's get stuck into this week's interview with the brilliant Inez. Oh, hello Inez, uh, welcome to the Safe Space podcast. How have you been? I've been good. How have you been? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, slowly uh, getting back on top of things. <laughs> so there's always that sort of like bit where you let one thing slip and then you're kind mm -hmm. of chasing it forever then. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, it was it was great having you at the um, Acoustic Showcase back in January. Um, so thanks again for performing no, that. I can't believe it was that long ago. Already. I know, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I you know. said January, I was like, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just time flies when you're having fun, I guess. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's good. It was really no, fun. No. So. no, it was. And it was great sort of seeing you sort of like in an acoustic setting because you get, you get to do that often sort of acoustic style not really not yeah. not so often I think I used to um yeah but yeah it was really nice it, it was really chill and it, yeah yeah Fun. <laughs> <laughs> at least not to me anyway but <laughs> <laughs> no it was really fun yeah no no it was, it was a pleasure to have you and obviously with like live things you've got your new tour coming up um yeah. kicks off in April I think what's that kind of been like getting it all together and it's like um obviously the first thing I suppose to do is like secure the dates and stuff yeah. um and I know that there's no there's no like rule book on what order to do everything in so yeah. we secured the dates and then released the tour poster and that was kind of like oh my god I'm going on tour yeah and now obviously there's all those last minute bits that you like okay I know I've done gigs before and this is just a series of gigs but yeah it does feel a bit more like I'm trying to prepare as as more of a real person would prepare <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's been good though it's been a challenge yeah I uh, know because it's how, how have you gone on tour um quite a lot of times um, we had like, we had quite a few dates last summer that were kind of continuous, like, but the, like the gigs unofficial that we tour. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they were quite last minute. Yeah. So 
for example, we had like one booked in Manchester and one in Birmingham like a month later. Yeah. But then in between we booked like two in London and one in Coventry. So it was like, well, technically it's it looks like a run of a tour. Um, yeah. But it was less daunting because it, it was accepting one at each time. It wasn't like... Trying to coordinate everything. Tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it, it's been fun. And obviously yeah. it's always fun to say like, oh, I'm going on tour. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and where did the sort of the, the name for the tour come from? Um, Me and Rich or Morph, whoever, yeah. Mindy Midlands, um, we had a, it was at your showcase, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were like in between acts just talking and we were like, we really need to come up with a name for this tour. <laughs> Um, and I can't even blame it on drinking because I wasn't drinking at the time <laughs> but he was just like oh it should be something to do with Easter like because it's during Easter uh, yeah. weekend. and I was like I can't even remember what we said at first but it was I was just like maybe there's like a pun with like hot cross buns somewhere yeah so we thought like I think at first we were like hot cross fun and then I thought no that's probably yeah, no. it's like a CBBS program. It is, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we just thought it's not a serious thing. Like I'm not a serious person, so I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna make it as ridiculous as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, people have yeah. have commented on the name of the tour. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's always great when a band names a tour because I think that really kind of tells you something about the act that's yeah. sort of like doing the tour like some yeah. like you say go for the really serious like just use the album title or whatever but then I love it when a band can come up with like a, a neat little quirky or like a pun or something like that that kind of makes you think they've got personality <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's great and, and what what was sort of like the process of picking where you played this time was it sort of like going back to some of your favorite venues and seeing if you could coordinate it I th- yeah mainly um yeah. like we've got quite like London and Manchester I've played a couple times considering they're further away than Birmingham um so I feel like I'm not at a point where I can say like oh well I've got a crowd there but I've got enough friends there and in terms of like promoters and people who I've been lucky enough to have the support of like yeah there's cities that I've been to before that I've we're going to again basically and then cities that I've never played but I know I've been like in touch with people or you know people like yourself who like given the opportunity I would work together yeah Um, but it's just that it's so far away places like Sheffield etc yeah um so yeah it was good to kind of like it it's predominantly up north yeah like I'm not there's been a couple people who are like what about Bristol or like anywhere in the South coast? Like I'm not playing then. Yeah. I suppose it's based on like Spotify listens as well, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it it's, it's one of those you, you need, you need like, um, as you said, like, cause there's not like a guaranteed fan base and all that sort of stuff. It's kind of slowly yeah. building it and building it, taking it, almost doing like batches of tours mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I reckon that'd be a lot less stressful as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've luckily we've got like 
I think Manchester and Liverpool are separate, but Sheffield and Hull are like consecutive. So, yeah. Yeah, my carbon footprint's okay. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to be going up and I'm coming down. And yeah. Then, so. yeah, just see so you and Morph on a bike up the M6. Yeah. <laughs> just keeping know. the carbon down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's great. And will this be sort of like full band tour sort um, of thing? So I think this is the first time that I'm going to have a backing track. Yeah. Ever. Um, obviously, I'll be mixing, I'm not saying mixing it up, but like I'll be playing some tracks completely acoustic. Yeah. Um, with nothing but like vocals and guitar. Yeah. Um, other tracks I'll be playing along, but then I'll be singing and playing guitar, but to a backing track to get yeah. the, the feel of the song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a really strange time because I feel like me, Phelan and Charlotte, who have played with me, yeah. are all like just at transitional points in our life and we've all got different priorities and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think out of respect to them as well, like it is a big investment like doing music. Yeah, it is. So yeah, we spoke about it and we're still like really close friends. Um, yeah. And maybe if we've got another tour in like August or something, but I don't know. It was, it's just April's like, I'm just going to go ahead and figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, was, it kind, was it kind of a sort of, if I don't do this now, I might not do it this year kind of situation? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think it's easy for me, like with, I'm lucky with the job that I have and, my living situation like my bills are pretty low so it's yeah. easy for me to to say like oh can you get april 9th to the 15th off and i'm like yeah, yeah i'll do the gigs yeah um but it's not the same situation for everyone so yeah yeah hopefully in future we'll we'll be able to like sort our organization out and yeah it together again but yeah it's, it's, it's always the way with bands isn't it when you've got a coordinator more than just yourself that's when the sort of we yeah. can't oh wait no we can't do that because of that we can't do that. look can we just please yeah <laughs> just honestly <one> <laughs> yeah i do all the words like when trying to book people in for things it's like oh we get oh sorry the bass player's on holiday it's like oh for god's sake now i've got to find mm -hmm. an entirely new set of five people to try and coordinate diaries <laughs> yeah it's it's no one ever talks about it like yeah it's so difficult yeah wow. it's, it's it's the it's the behind the curtains things no one wants to know about the music industry mm -hmm, pretty <laughs> much yeah but yeah it's all good. yeah what's it been like sort of playing with backing tracks i'm guessing it's not something you've done heavily before not really um yeah. it's been okay so the 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 guy that i've used as a producer and everything for all of my music yeah. uh, sent me my older ones over so I've kind of had a bit of practice with them because obviously yeah. the tracks have been out for like over a year anyway yeah um but then I'm working on a new EP so I'm Ooh. I'm literally getting like it's going to be more excited then but I had a mouthful of tea <laughs> you're just like yeah great just casually drop it new EP <laughs> <laughs> um it's not going to be for the tour it's going to be for like yeah somewhere. yeah but yeah it's weird because i am literally i can't talk literally getting the mastered track back at the same time that i'm getting the backing track okay so 
it's weird to be in the studio and obviously it will be ready for the middle of April. Yeah. Um, to use as a backing track, but yeah, really strange. I've yeah. basically, I don't know if you get this with like anything that you do, but you learn about a new aspect of it and you realize that you actually don't know anything about that aspect of it. Oh yes. All the time. <laughs> like um, people are talking they're like, oh, do you need to know about this or this? And I'm like, yeah. everything, please. Yeah. So I actually don't know. Yeah. I, had, I had a band message me going, are you going to put it on this website? And I was like, um, never actually heard of it. Let's go and see what it is. Yeah. Oh, it's a really that. useful tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is always discovering something new. It's the, again, it's just the joys of music, I think, is you're mm-hmm. always, always learning. Even when you think you've got it and you're like, well, I could do that. I could... What? What's that? <laughs> Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> a, good, a positive challenge every day. Yeah, yeah. You you always learn. You're a master of nothing, but you're competent at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Just winging it. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, um, sort of with, obviously, speaking of music and all that sort of stuff, and you're about to go on tour and all that, where did kind of your musical journey kind of begin? Was it something you were kind of into it from a young age or? Um. I enjoyed music. Yeah. But I was never like I like I had guitar lessons as a kid. Um yeah. which I was lucky enough to have. Um but I didn't have like a musical family. It wasn't even in terms of you know, like production or whatever, I, I didn't yeah. have anyone around that was like, oh, this is about this. Yeah. Um but yeah, I always just enjoyed listening to music and uh, literally everyone says that. It's not it's not <laughs> yeah. a really niche thing to tell you, but um, yeah. I was always really drawn to lyrics like, as a teenager when I yeah. thought I was going through it. Um, I'd just deal with things by like listening to predominantly female artists. Yeah. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, well, I can write my own songs like so that I can sing a song that is about this actual situation yeah um because everything's so deep when you're like 14 um (laughs) yeah I I remember yeah many many times like thinking the busted album was a bible kind of thing incredible album though (laughs) it still is yeah um (laughs) yeah predominantly female artists and then busted also yeah but But yeah, I think just, uh, yeah, basically just listening to Taylor Swift and then being like into really kind of emotional in in my feels, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess as you grow as a person, you write about different things and yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so when was it? Sort of you started kind of attempting to sort of write your own songs. Like, was did you sort of? do covers and anything like that when you're a bit younger or is, is it something like you kind of hit the ground running with songwriting um I've, I think I've always written songs like from when I was like 11 they just yeah. weren't good yeah. um <laughs> but I I've still got actually on my YouTube channel like because I've had the same account for like 12 years I've still yeah. got covers on there yeah from years ago um but yeah, it was in that era of like when YouTube first, I say before it became big. Yeah. When you could post 
a cover on there and and that was a thing that people did and you wouldn't get sued (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah I think so I was in that weird like acoustic indie sad girl era yeah and then I started taking it more seriously like about three years ago um because I I basically saved a bit of money and I had a I was like 21 and I had uh like an okay salary job and I just got to a point where I was like if I don't do it now then I'm never gonna do it Um, yeah or if I don't learn about like how to actually do it now then I'm just gonna be that person that's like oh yeah I I'm a musician and it's like so yeah yeah. (laughs) okay and and was it sort of because um when you say sort of started like sort of are you say properly but you, you know what I mean like really sort of thinking of releasing music and all that sort of stuff was it um quite sort of before the pandemic or was it sort of just before that you sort of committed and then this whole sort of it came to a kind of grinding halt yeah it was it was kind of um I think I left my job in like August yeah 2019 so that was like a few months before the pandemic, yeah, almost a year. To be fair. When we were happy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was simple. Yeah, um, and then I, uh, so I literally was sat at home like looking up recording studios near me and yeah. how to like what I'd need to go into one and and finish some songs that I'd written like years ago. Um, so I was recording them and then also trying to again learn how to release them and like yeah just stuff that no one tells you um which I think I released my first single in like September October yeah um and then we were supposed to have a I released an EP I was going to release an EP in November we were going to have the EP launch um in no it wasn't November it would have been 2020 so basically just before COVID hit that yeah. was my my launch yeah uh got postponed and then yeah it was really weird because I don't think anyone knew what to do for a few months yeah there was a kind of a because because we almost thought it'd be okay to carry on with music yeah. and still do it and all that so people were like do I hold on to it for a couple of months and then yeah a year and a half later you're thinking can I still release this Is it- <laughs> <laughs> like even in terms of like um releases like big artists I remember in the pandemic were like like films were getting pushed back because cinema sim oh yeah. my god cinemas <laughs> weren't open yeah um singles and everything was getting pushed back because people couldn't tour them yeah and it was such a weird time I was like well it, it was kind of um I don't know I didn't enjoy it because obviously it was a horrible situation yeah. for everyone but it kind of helped me as an artist because I said like for the first time in history I feel like regardless of money or yeah label backing or whatever like everyone was forced to just do what they could from home yeah and it was really like looking back I can be like oh it was really refreshing it didn't feel <laughs> it at the time yeah but it it was crazy to think that like everyone was just downloading TikTok and like Oh yeah, and writing for the sake of it, and 
starting new hobbies you know what I mean like, yeah and I, I think it was I think I was talking to someone once and they put it away um the lockdown caused the epitome of a captive audience <laughs> yeah because all they had was like you said the stuff that was on the internet Spotify Netflix all those sorts of things and it was mm-hmm. that was people's only way of kind of consuming things like did you ever do any like live streams and sort of like go on go down that alleyway sometimes I did um yeah. it yeah it became weird that that was like that was like a thing even for so long like we'd plan live streams um yeah were they weird for you like was it a bit like did you feel more self-conscious on a live stream than you would in front of like a room full of say like 50 people I think yeah like before lockdown hit I never ever would have used the live stream feature yeah like the thought of using it when I started seeing artists using it I was like oh I don't want to do it like I don't want to have to do it um I did it a couple times I still was really awkward because it's like because it's live you know yeah but yeah I I definitely did a couple but I I wasn't on there like every single night so yeah it was kind of just just do it just to get it out of your system yeah kind of kind of situation rather than thinking i'm gonna do this every week join me every thursday night for a live stream that kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. it's more of an exposure thing i think yeah like also to just force myself to play and you know with live streams like people pop in and then they leave and then they come back like yeah it was good in that sense because it was like you can just play covers and chat to people without it being as serious as a, a set yeah but yeah, I prefer playing in real life. I think. <laughs> so you're quite um, predominant on like TikTok and things. How's how's that for you? Like, do you find that quite a interesting new aspect to sort of promoting and creating music? I think so. Um, I never really understood it. Like, yeah. I think I downloaded it in lockdown, and I still feel ancient using it because. <laughs> people are like the demographics really young yeah Um, but there are there's a good corner of it that is for like indie music or whatever your interests are yeah um but yeah it's definitely like a complete other aspect of music like if I I I don't know there's I suppose there's people who have been musicians for like decades and trying to explain TikTok to them is just like like it, it doesn't matter what knowledge you've got. It's like another full time job on top of yeah writing and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm lucky that I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's the thing with things like that because they can be like you said, they can feel like a full time job sometimes in video editing and coming up and planning and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's yeah. if you enjoy that aspect of it as well, that means you can fully embrace it and use it. Whereas mm-hmm. people that might not enjoy it, I find that they're probably the ones that are more critical of it. Yeah, definitely. It's not necessarily that it's a bad thing, it's just that they can't quite grasp oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's I I understand like there are people on there who on TikTok, for example, who are, are just creators and they do post videos themselves dancing. Yeah. And then it's like they get signed like that. And yeah. I completely understand the frustration there when people are like, oh, these TikTok musicians aren't real musicians. Because it is, you know, they 
they're not they're content creators yeah um but I think my like I don't have any shame (laughs) (laughs) and also it's like if you've got a tool that is free like in a world where like PR and everything costs so much money yeah like what have you got to lose in a sense you know yeah it's I think like you said it's it's separating that like it's not lowering yourself to do things like that it's actually showing a side of your personality like if you are a quirky fun person why not highlight that yeah by doing the silly dances and all those sorts of things alongside your more like if you want to be more serious about your music or something like that and I think that that's the sort of unique aspect nowadays is that you get to see a musician's personality Mm -hmm. a lot more than just listening through the music because yeah. sometimes you can, you can get a sense of an artist through the music, but then when you meet them, you think, you are nothing like I thought. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now there's more of a correlation in that, like someone watching your videos will know what to expect when they meet you kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think yeah. it's it, it's a lot of energy. And like even, you know, posting on on Instagram and Facebook about upcoming events. Yeah. Like you'll know having to keep up with that sometimes it's like yeah oh, I forgot I've got to tell everyone what I'm actually yeah. doing <laughs> I, did that, I did that today actually because I've got the next um acoustic showcase shameless plug um going out next Tuesday and um, okay. it, um I was like oh I haven't posted about it in a while so I was like what can I do like I don't just want to stick up a picture so I, I wrote a little song about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and posted that and I was like that's done yeah. But like I've done it before where it's got to like 10 o'clock at night and I'm thinking, ah, I forgot to post that video or I forgot to put that picture up or I forgot to do this. And it's just. Oh, same. Yeah. You just kind of rush out something and you're like, yeah, I'm not surprised I didn't do, do too well. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Yeah. It, it is. I, I suppose like even though we're not in, well, I suppose we'll, we'll always be in the pandemic, but although we're not in the midst of it. Yeah. Um, probably get cancelled for saying that you know what I mean like <laughs> we're in the endemic or whatever they call it we're, it's, yeah it's we're allowed process to... of living with it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um so even though we're not we're not a captive audience anymore yeah I still think that people have more time for social media than maybe they did yeah I think it's um because I know for me definitely it's kind of a habit yeah built up over the lockdown period that I check things like that a lot more than I used to check them kind of thing because it's like yeah. well I've got half an hour I might as well have a scroll through see what see if anyone's doing something funny or something like that and interesting whereas mm. before like you you kind of people didn't give time over to sort of enjoyable things like that because you just felt like oh well I've got to do this got to do this got to do this but then I think the lockdown kind of slowed everything down and I think for musicians like I think like you said and like a lot of guests say on these things like it was a terrible time but as a creative person it really allowed me that time to breathe and focus on what I wanted to say in my own music and did you find that that sort of was one of the sort of more creative times consistently I think so. Um, I think it was, for me, it was like just learning how to use social media all over again. Like yeah. everything I thought I knew, or like I, it is adjusting to the pandemic again, but like previously I might have posted like a picture of myself from photo shoot or whatever. Yeah. And then like, oh, my new singles just come out <laughs> or 
you know, I've got a gig here and it's the photo might not have anything to do with that. Yeah. Whereas in lockdown, like I was posting a lot of Instagram reels or TikToks, which yeah. are just like, like jingles basically. So yeah. I just got into the habit every day of waking up and knowing that it was never going to be full song, but just writing like, it takes a long time, like a 20 second jingle, putting it in garage band yeah. and then recording a video. And it was like, I have nothing else to do with my day. Like, yeah. except just make these things. And yeah. I, it, I didn't feel like I had to do it, but I definitely, it was a good structure to get into when I could just lay in bed all day. Yeah, just just do nothing. <laughs> so easy to do as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it must have been. It must that must have really set you up nicely for obviously coming out of the lockdowns and now that you're doing gigs and things like that, having that experience of like you said, creating the little jingles, doing something a little bit different to promote things. Mm-hmm. That habit was that sort of like a habit that stuck, and do you find it a lot easier and quicker to I do things so. like that? Yeah, I think so. Like. One thing I found really weird was when I started doing it, I think everyone was doing it. Everyone that was doing it was doing a similar thing. Yeah. So it was like, put like I said, going into GarageBand, even if it was like three tracks, um, making a video that was like, not professional, but you know, you had to set it up and think about it and stuff. Yeah. And the more that I've like, since the pandemic's eased up a bit, like the more that I use TikTok and Instagram, people engage more with content that is just you sat in your room like talking or that's more you know candid yeah it's really it's really strange how it's evolved but it definitely set me up to kind of be on the on the ball a bit more yeah otherwise I'd have no idea (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting there going why isn't it doing anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) release this song but no one's listening what i'm forgetting <laughs> yeah. oh no it was it, it was a very weird time i think but it's, it's nice that it sort of allowed you to develop what you did because i think it was around that time you released um was it better jobs or better yeah. job yeah because yeah. that was you did that yourself didn't you yeah yeah how, how was that sort of like was that just kind of a woke up one morning thought you know what i'm gonna do a full song today i think so like i think because that was a jingle that I did. Um, yeah. And then, again, everything that I did at the time, most of the stuff I did at the time was topical. Yeah. So, like, I remember, I think when we, obviously that was, like, news-based, but, like, like Valentine's Day or Christmas or whatever, I'd just do yeah. something to do with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think we reached a point in, I think it was March, where it was, it had been a year yeah we Christmas had ended and we weren't allowed to leave the house again and I was like I haven't released any music in so long I don't know when the studios are gonna open yeah like I'm just gonna do it basically yeah. <laughs> like you can wait but yeah yeah know. like did it did it feel sort of good to get it out of the system and like do it yourself like was it quite a sort of a I'm I'm glad I I did this as a learning experience so. kind of thing. Um, like I'd never say I'm a professional. Yeah. But I had 
like Phelan, my drummer, uh, played drums for it, but he played them at home and obviously yeah. files. And then I had another, like a friend of mine, actually, Ace Ambrose, did the guitar solo kind of bit. Yeah. Um, even though we we're all like around the corner from each other, it was like we can't see each other. Yeah. But it was good to get them on it with me um, and to feel like I was doing something collaborative. Yeah, like a semblance of normality, yeah. recording-wise. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and what was sort of like doing the production yourself? Did you find it like a, a bit of a hair-pulling moment? <laughs> I I, lit, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's all a case of like, I'm like, well, this sounds better than this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I definitely could have, it could have sounded more professional had I trained in like music production or something. Yeah. But... I was like, well, it's lockdown. Like, if anyone is ever going to look back at it and I can just be like, well, it was in the pandemic, you know, it's yeah. DIY. So, yeah. No, yeah. But to be honest, that's what when I first sort of heard it, I, I sort of loved the kind of raw aspect because, like you said, it kind of represented the lockdown, but then it kind of it allowed that sort of anger and frustration at the words of, oh, you musicians should go and get a better job. Mm -hmm. I think it really allowed that to shine through in the song that I think might have lost a bit of impact if it had been kind of like turned into like a squeaky clean yeah, yeah, like produced true. track. And and I think that that's why I kind of enjoyed listening to it so much at the time. I'm glad that it it came across that way. Yeah, yeah, no. It was, yeah. It was it was it was really, really good. And and as you said, like with a lot of your writing is very kind of like topical and all that kind of thing I sort of did notice I think it was a couple of months ago now you posted something about with your songwriting kind of trying to go in a different direction sort of thing yeah. and what, what, think, what sort of prompted that for you um I think so I I did release an EP yeah. um which is essentially all of my singles aside from better job just on one thing yeah um and it's music takes so long to like write and record and release that when I recorded them, there wasn't really any theme between them. Like I wasn't thinking about it as like a, a body of work. It was just yeah. like, these are three separate songs that I have. Yeah. Um, and I think like my music taste has obviously changed over time, but I think I just wanted to, I knew that I wanted to release an EP this year and I knew that I wanted the tracks to kind of tie into each other. Yeah. Um, and they're not all about the same thing, but I think just having the same, the same kind of tone, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, like sonically similar, that kind of Yeah, that thing, kind of, yeah. like sonically and also like attitude-wise, because I yeah. found with like I release pretty sure and immature and all I do yeah and pretty sure is obviously like quite angry and punky yeah. whatever and then all I do is like a really sad song and then immature again is punky but it's it's nothing it's just kind of like disjointed so it's like they don't need to tie in perfectly with each other yeah. but I think having done music for a few years and having a more stable sense of like who I am as an artist as cringy yeah. Um, and what I, I want I to know talk what you mean. about yeah yeah um I think yeah developing that and learning that over lockdown helped me kind of 
think, okay, well, this is, I, I have more of an awareness of like how people perceive me than I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so that's kind of, kind of fed into sort of like wanting to sort of streamline the direction of your music that you're taking and maybe even make it a bit more um, reflective of who you are now rather than mm-hmm. who you were then kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. And obviously you're um, with your songs and the way that you sort of deliver them and all that sort of stuff. One, it's how, how do you do it without passing out? <laughs> I've no idea. Um, I watched back, a, uh, you know, Raw Sound TV? Yeah. So they tagged me in a, I think they posted a tweet yesterday of like when we did a session with them. And I was watching it back and it was like, that room is so hot anyway. Yeah. Uh, obviously shout out to them for having us. It was a yeah. great experience. Um but as soon as I started the first song, I was just like, I'm already sweating. Like, <laughs> don't. Yeah, I I don't know. I watched, I think it was God's Little Punching Bag. And at the end of the song, it's just like, I know that I didn't pass out, but I was looking at myself like, please, how? It's... Yeah, like I don't remember getting off the stage. What happened? Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know why I do it to myself. But yeah, yeah I wish so... I knew. Yeah, no, it's 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 great. Like when when I, when you performed sort of the the acoustic showcase and you're like singing and that, and um, I know you said after one of the songs, you're like, "All oh, right, I'm gonna take a breath now," and it was just amazing to watch. You just do these sort of like endless verses, and it's just <laughs> it's just. I was just saying, I I couldn't do that without passing out. I could try and string three sentences together, and I'm kind of like, right, I need to sit down. I'll get dizzy. <laughs> yeah, I think like being in the recording studio last month yeah or yeah it was last month um the amount of times that it was just like like, I can do a song the whole way through but it's like if it's going to be the recorded version I was like I need to drop in at this point because I can't like do it at my best in this part um and even just going through sections and stuff like the guy that produces my music was like right well Obviously, you've not left a gap there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how or why. Um, But, yeah, I'm very lyric heavy. Yeah. And as you do do know, you need to breathe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's time for a guitar solo. Yeah. (laughs) No, I said guitar, not vocal, guitar, not vocal. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, with the sort of... um, because I did, I, when, I, when I said one, I did have a second point. Um, it was um, mostly with the sort of lyrical content, because you deliver it in the way that you deliver it, is a lot of it kind of spontaneous sometimes. Like, do you find that, like, especially sort of towards the end of your songs, like, you sort of like, get a bit more emotional and kind of really kind of let go mm-hmm. kind of thing? It, does, is that kind of a spontaneous moment, or do you have an idea of what you want to say in that moment? I think I, I write really quickly yeah. Um, and I don't think there's any like right or wrong way to write a song but yeah. I my songs do tend like once I've thought of the first couple of lines they do tend to just come out like a stream of something like yeah. just word vomit basically um, yeah. and then obviously I'll go back and structure it in a way that makes a bit more sense yeah but yeah, like sometimes I get stuck on words if, if I'm like, wow, is there something that rhymes that 
would make more sense and then I'll come across another word and I'm like oh yeah I can use that because then I can lead into talking about this and it's like yeah it is all kind of just one spontaneous thing yeah yeah that's good so so you kind of do it as like a kind of like a free flow process like anything goes in the beginning and then you'll sit there and go right am I that insane (laughs) yeah (laughs) therapy um (laughs) it's I think like especially like I said recently I've tried to be more intentional with bringing it back towards the end or like I'll come I'll come up with a concept for a song and then think of like some things that I want to mention in it yeah and then it's almost like as long as those are in it or like this leads into this then I just try and kind of fit it together yeah yeah try and make it all make sense to everyone else yeah exactly (laughs) as much as I can (laughs) yes bring order out of chaos (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) oh no Inez it's it's great to hear about sort of like your songwriting because it really that sort of it's great to know that it's very spontaneous and kind of unhindered because I think that it really speaks in the final product that kind of unhinderedness and all that and like I think I mentioned before like it's it's got a very much an undertone of the punk element to a lot of your music and you said like that sort of it's just something that you find comes quite naturally yeah to you and was it sort of that was that was that the kind of music you listened to from sort of like teens onwards uh I think I was I was drawn to it like I will listen to anything yeah um, but in terms of making my own music, I'd say so. Like yeah. I'd listen to that kind of even anything from like punk to pop punk to like any kind of inspired. Yeah. Indie. I, I'm so bored of saying DIY, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Like I think definitely listen to that. I'm like when I listen to it. Well, when I started listening to it, I would think like, this is what I want to write, how I yeah. want to write and how I want to sound. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, obviously I, I hear along the grapevine that you're a big fan of Kate Nash. <laughs> yeah. As well. And was that, was she sort of like one of your massive inspirations? I think so. Yeah. She had um, a documentary, like, I think it was released last year, maybe the year before. Um and obviously her first two albums are just so like again lyrically heavy. Yeah. Like there's so many lyrics in them that I I really liked that when I was growing up. And then yeah. her third album was just so punky. Um I think she got dropped from her record label because they were just like, What is this? Yeah, I think I did because I think she posted something on TikTok and it was like it must have been an excerpt from that documentary yeah, or something yeah. about how she got dropped and then she went into acting and then She's currently doing like a almost a comeback, yeah. Kind of thing as an independent artist, yeah. So I think seeing her like from her first album, Made of Bricks, like as a teenager, seeing her go through that and have that yeah. like punk awakening in real time. Like I remember when her third album dropped, and I was like, I have no idea what this is, but it sounds really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, I've got a lot of and a lot of admiration for her as an artist. Yeah, because because I, I think that's when I first heard your music, her name popped into my head as like 
um, obviously when, when you try and try and describe someone to someone else who they haven't heard before, you're like, oh, they're kind of like such and such. Like yeah. Kate Nash was the first name that popped into my head. Like there was no hesitation, just popped up from the back of my head because I love her yeah. first two albums and the third album and that. So it was just amazing to hear when your song came across my desk, yeah. so to speak. That sort of correlation was immediately there. I know she's <laughs> um, obviously like Foundations is her biggest hit. So yeah. sometimes people are hesitant to that like oh I hope it's not a bad thing but like this kind of reminds me of Kate Nash I'm like I like it is a compliment to me um yeah some people might be like oh she had like one song but obviously she didn't yeah Um, she had lots of one of my favorites of hers is um I think it's Seagulls yeah I love I love that track it's just just so quirky and yeah it's so good real (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but no, I love I love Kate Nash. So yeah. anytime someone says it, I'm like, it's absolutely not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, stop apologizing. That's what I want to hear. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did see that um I think uh, Morph was trying to sort of get you on tour with her. Like that's his yeah. goal is to get you on the uh, support slot. Yeah, I think I'd die. Like I don't yeah. even know what to do. So so would Whatever. that be would that be like your dream support? I think so, especially yeah. on because she's doing the Made of Bricks tour as well. Yeah, because it's the fifteenth anniversary. Oh yeah, because I saw. I think she's coming to the Castle of Falcon in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, in April, I think. Yeah. From what I've seen, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, I'd probably cry. But... <laughs> you just have to stand outside the venue with the guitar. Yeah, and I could play. <laughs> I'll be. I'll probably be there anyway. To be fair, yeah. So. Kidnap the support act. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, I can play support. It's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> no, but well, I wish you all the best with Thank the tour, you. and um, I look forward to what you're going to get up to for the rest of 2022. Like, apart from the sort of EP on the horizon sort of thing, is there anything else that you've got planned moving not, forwards? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> taking it month by month (laughs) yeah best way to do it i think if you plan too far ahead too much can go wrong (laughs) yeah but but no ines it's been great catching up with you again and um i really look forward to your tour and to try and catch you when you swing round into birmingham and you thank you for having me again So there you have it. That was my interview with the amazing Ines. She's always such a pleasure to speak to. She is so relaxed and casual and just just an amazing person. And if you enjoyed the interview as well, then please do not hesitate to support her music. And you can do that by maybe grabbing a ticket to one of her tour dates. As I said, she'll be hitting a lot of cities across the UK. So do head over to at Ines Music, Y-N-E-S Music, um, and just grab your ticket from the link in her bio. She's just an amazing person. And I love her sort of spontaneous, free flow approach to her music. And I think it really helps elevate her songs and her passion and just infuse them both together to create like special tracks that I just really, really enjoy listening to again and again and again. So yeah, if you haven't already, please do go give her a like and a follow across all the social media pages. And of course, head over to Spotify and just enjoy the tracks that are already up there in preparation for releases later this year. 
So yes, before I sign off, I'd just like to give a massive, massive thank you to Inez. It was great chatting with you and um, hopefully you've listened all this way through again. And yeah, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you. It was great uh, catching up again. Uh, Thank you for you for listening wherever you are, whoever you are. It's great that you are helping to support these unsigned and independent musicians by just taking an interest in them as people. And as I said, just go and give them a like and a follow across social medias, streaming platforms, because... As Tesco says, every little helps. And to avoid copyright uh, things, I'm going to sign off now. If you did genuinely enjoy the podcast, then please don't hesitate to give me a follow wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can leave a review or you can simply send me a message, barstoolmusicuk at gmail.com. Or you can follow me personally on all social media platforms at barstool underscore music, except for Facebook, where it's at barstoolmusicuk. And that'll keep you up to date with all things blog related um, and radio show related, basically, and give you an insight into the uh, next guest on the Safe Space podcast. So until next week, once again, I've been Luke Knowles. This has been the Safe Space podcast so keep safe and just keep supporting unsigned and independent music wherever you are. <laughs>